Speaking Maybe I'm of wrong. Uh, California and the glitter, rumor has it Tom Brady's hitting uh, Kim Kardashian. It's a rumor, but I'm just telling you what they're saying. I don't give a shit about Kim well, Kardashian. Well, the thing is, she can't wreck his career, though, because it's over, right? Is is you he going to unretire and become no. like a professional bowler? I don't even know if he's getting it to broadcast. Derek would know. Is yeah, he, he still already doing signed it? a contract. Okay, he's, he is. So Kardashian will be his full-time job, and then yeah. ESPN <laughs> will be his side gig? Pretty much. Okay, yeah. well, that makes sense. Well, fuck him. He doesn't like metal. Jesus Christ. It's Shit Talk Reviews. How the hell are you guys? Fucking yeah, happy. We're good, John. Today's yeah. a good day. It's nice to have... It's, it's a good not, vibe here today. It's nice to have the family all back in the same room. Yeah, well, you know, it is. We discussed it on the last co- oh, on the last couple of meetings. The Zoom, the Zoom works. It's not the same. It gets the job done, yeah. but it's not the same. Right. I you missed know? the seat. I feel. I, I know seat. you. Do. I missed the seat. <laughs> it's a lot calmer when you're in another part of the country. True. Very true. Yeah. It's okay. Derek, take us there. Skitch. What are we talking about today? Death Ray Vision. I have known Mike D'Antonio for a while now. Um, Kill Switch Engage arose from the ashes in Boston when I lived there, and uh, they have a worldwide prominence. And Mike is the bassist in the band and does all the artwork for them. And he also does the artwork for Death Ray Vision as well. So we are talking about their new release right now, No Mercy from Electric Eyes, and it's on Metal Blade Records. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know Death Ray prior to this, but as we say regularly... This is great because we're getting exposed to stuff that we wouldn't necessarily hear otherwise. And I'm psyched that you brought this one to the table and that uh, it has graced my ears because I like it. I think it's a good record. I've been looking forward to talking about it. I love this band. This was a great find. Look at that. Hey. I absolutely fucking love this album. There's not a bad song. My favorite, I'm going to get it to this, we'll get into it later, but I got tons of notes. I'm really looking forward to talking should about we, it. Should we just give a, a quick round of applause to Derek? Yeah. It? outstanding yeah. pick listen there's nothing more you guys are, i'd rather do than shit on Derek. you guys are such <laughs> assholes yeah. condescending cut the shit let's yeah. get into Derek, this let's gotta, get into it yeah. listen i'm gonna be honest with you man from the first fucking track behead the king i was hooked great. i loved it yeah great yeah. so yeah. before we get into keith bennett he is mm-hmm. a local guy in Boston, been in a number of more local bands. He had big shoes to fill in replacing the great Brian Fair. Of Shadows of Fall. Of Shadows Fall. And yeah. I am a Brian Fair guy. I've kind of known Brian, you know, for a number of years. Some of my fondest memories was going to Overcast shows who, you know, that's a band that's local to the Boston area. Mike was also in that band with Brian Fair. Then they went their separate ways. Killswitch Engage started, and then Shadows Fall went off and did their thing. And Shadows is coming back, and so Brian uh, stepped aside. He moved out of the area, and Keith Bennett came in. I, at first, was like, there's no way that you can recover after Brian Fair leaves the band. But to Keith's credit, he stepped up. There's a lot of really good vocals on this album. I love his raspy, screamy vocals. I love that he can sing. He can actually play some harmonies, and he can make things dirty. And I was really, really impressed once I got over the fact that Brian Fair is no longer. You were in the stuck band. in Brian Fairland. I am. I yeah. listen. Once you see him live and his dreads are going everywhere and he's spinning the mic around and he's jumping into the crowd, 
he is a showman. He's a and big presence on he's stage. He's a big presence on stage, and, and, and he's got a killer voice. I mean, just a vicious metal voice. For this band who has, um, you know, there's a lot of Killswitch Engage in there and, and the music, which is, would stand the reason, but there's also some punk influences. There's a ton of hard, hardcore influences, mm -hmm. and there's a ton of riffs. Keith's vocals kind of fit this band a little bit more and you can hear it on a number of their out on a number of their songs most importantly the unholy water uh, that sounds like a radio rock song and there's no way that brian fair is going to be on a radio rock song what are your thoughts on the jeff guard era in terms of it was, death ray vocals yeah it was it was fine but that album for me it didn't have a lasting power this has a lasting power and the the material with brian is just incredible I I love the vocals. I thought Bennett was unreal throughout this entire album. We don't talk about the podcast. I mm -hmm. kind of cheated a bit. I came in here yesterday. John and I kind of spitballed a little bit, and we came on the subject of Bennett because he wasn't the original singer. John, you can speak to it, but we both said this guy was nails on this album. Yeah. yeah. Again, Death Ray is new to me, so I didn't have a frame of reference, but I did go back to listen to some of their old stuff. Did the same. And no discredit at all to Brian because Shadows Fall is great, but I I say this at risk of alienating fans. I prefer the Bennett vocal styling over Brian and Jeff. From when uh, I went back and did the same to now, I agree with you, John Bennett. And again, yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Brian or Jeff. Uh, it's just a preference thing. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think I think Keith does an exceptional job. Uh, a month or two ago, I think it was, I, I wrote a, a written review on the single from The Rafters. And I was blown away by that track. I am blown away by the rest of the record. I think it's a great record. They did a great job on so many different levels. Yes. Well, I would love nothing more than to shit right yeah. on Derek's head. Yeah. I can't because I, I love I agree. the record. I, I knew nothing about this band and I am hooked. Yeah, there's Derek, a lot of this pedigree. was a great, I, honestly, it pains me to say it because <laughs> I really would. Derek's been on. His picks have been good and this was spot on. Yeah. Let's yeah. see. Members of Kill Switch Engage, Shadows Fall, Kane, Seamless, Overcast, big bands, great players. The yeah. musicians in this band are great. I like the thrash, the punk, the metal. Had a little bit of everything in this mm -hmm. album. It did. For me. Also, yeah. Ramallah is a band that's local to Boston that is vicious. And the fact that, you know, again, we can we can say this band in the same breath with Ramallah. The folks who are local up there know who I'm talking about. And again, it, it's really cool to see uh, another, you know, Boston-based band that's rising and continuing to do so with Overturn with their with their lead singer. You told us what album we were going to be working on this week, and they list themselves as punk and hardcore meets metal. Mm -hmm. Punk tends to have that really raw DIY mentality. Things are raw in all sense, raw production. This had it though. This, this absolutely has it. The no tones doubt. on this record are great. Yeah. The production, the is, production is unbelievable. It's on this album. so clean. It's no doubt. such a clean record, but yeah. it's, I agree. which says a lot because it's such an aggressive record mm -hmm. and I love it. It's clean. It's punchy, super well-produced. That's one thing I did fail to, to see is who produced the record. Do you know? Yeah. Chris Rossetti produced it at his home studio, the Mass Metal Studios, and also parts of this were produced at the Mad Oak Studio uh, with Benny Grotto. Mad props to Rossetti because he did an exceptional job. This album is easy to listen to. Not only on that side, how about his guitar playing throughout Oh, his guitar, guitar playing album. is crazy. Well, yeah. Insane. 
when the single hit that I wrote the review on from the rafters, the first time I, I played that, that song, the opening riffs so from the it drums, just, I mean, just the, pound it's on that. just, it's a yeah. great song that for yeah. me, I'll, I'll jump ahead. And that, that was my biggest standout yeah. on that. Conway on, on that song on drums. He's on fire. On yeah. That song uh, Colin Conway on drums, yeah. Mike D, Mike D'Antonio on bass. Chris Rossetti on guitar, Keith Bennett on vocals, and Pete Cortez, who uh, research indicates was one of the founders of the band, correct? Correct. And what was interesting that he said was, uh, we made a great record that doesn't sound like many contemporary metal bands. I agree with that. Agreed, yeah. And he goes on to say, it's heavy as fuck without having to rely on drop Z tuning, which I (laughs) uh, I appreciate that. Yeah. And it's a great balance of aggressive and melodic without sounding contrived. That was another thing that I picked up on was Keith's ability to sing super aggressive vocals, but get really melodic too. I wasn't Mm. expecting it. You see a descriptive like punk or hardcore meets metal. I was not anticipating, you know, more clean melodic lines and then it delivers. One of the things that um, in talking about contemporary not sounding like anybody else, we were sitting here today working with the real job and I I had it in my head when listening to the album. You mean Shit Talk Reviews is not the real job? I, I wish it was. Hey, if you can get... Um, what happened to Mr. We, I'm up at four in the morning doing reviews and posting everything while you're gallivanting around? That's funny. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought, well, did that just fade off? Generally or? speaking, um, while you're sleeping or gallivanting, I am up doing reviews or then on my way coming down mm, here. Okay. So um, you can go fuck yourself. I think I know where you were going with that. Uh, we are still <laughs> hanging on country time. I made to step up with the sponsorship we, dollars. We had one time. Tip Top Tire paid for one <laughs> fucking 30-second spot. Yeah. That's it. They gave us $5. We bought some Schlitz and <laughs> we arrived. And then that's it. We moved on. Yeah, it has not been enough for us to... Uh, no. To walk away from from normal day to day, and, and I had to put my mouth on a Schlitz bottle that might have already been drank out of. Who knows? You never well, know with Schlitz. Schlitz. Which yeah. Schlitz? You know. And now. then I had to share it with Dave's mouth, and who knows where that <laughs> mouth has been? Gross guy. Uh, Bad. This Gross. album, though, from beginning to end, was just solid throughout. The the production. Agreed. The vocals, every instrument was spot on. I'm really impressed with this band. I, I, I found some live footage too, recent live footage, where they played the majority, I think, of the record. Maybe not all of it, but the the sons of bitches pull it off live too. Yeah. I'd love to be there in person as opposed to you know watching it on a screen. But man, they, they killed it. So I was trying to make a point earlier about not sounding like contemporary bands. And, and we were sitting in here with the doing the real job, oh. listening to it, and... Something sounded like very familiar to me. Right. And then I went back and it was the John Bush Anthrax album, The Sound of White Noise. Mm -hmm. And John Bush, for those who don't know, is the lead singer of Armored Saint. He uh, stepped in for Joey Belladonna of Anthrax and did arguably one of Anthrax's best albums, which is Sound of White Noise. And I got to tell you, the closest comparison that I got to on this record to a contemporary and this album came out in what 1997 or 1993 92 yeah. literally is this and and that's where, what i heard especially on the um, the reaper my favorite track it's groovy um it reminds me of Killswitch engage but it also reminded me of that anthrax album the guitar throughout the reaper was incredible the arrangement of the song was great i like the background vocals i'm not a fan of chanting choruses but in this song it worked Gang everything Gang vocals, yeah. Yeah, everything seemed to work on this 
album for me. <laughs> yeah, you, 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 know, know. You, you mentioned not a similarity to, but sort of a similar vibe to Anthrax. And I picked up on that too. A, a throwback to such a great band like Anthrax, not to say that this stuff sounds like it was recorded in the 80s because it is anything but an old style recording. I think it's very complimentary to make that comparison. Yeah, absolutely. No and, doubt. And even and what's interesting is you go on and you listen to like Praise the War Machine. Mm-hmm. It's a relentless bruising track. And I love it when when bands are rebellious and and scream and, and call out dictators, thieves and whores. <laughs> you know, anytime you do that, uh, I, I kudos to you. But again, this I heard on that song too, more of a an ode to Kill Switch Engage, mm-hmm. which with Mike D, that that would stand the reason. But I felt that early 90s anthrax in there and i love that song i love it and, and you and i drove really fast on the way down here listening to it <laughs> it was morning. refreshing for me to listen to this because the other podcasts i compare it to other bands oh they sound like this they sound. i didn't have that on this one i i i went throughout the album feeling i was zoned in on these guys mm-hmm. i wasn't distracted oh they sound like this guy or that band I didn't have that feeling, and it was refreshing to yeah, have not, that. It was nothing, nice. Nothing, scre- nothing on this album screamed out at me like, oh, this is Anthrax right. or anything like that. But it was just there was that little tinge that made me think, this, it sure. feels familiar, which is great. Tremendous compliment. Yeah, absolutely. Who doesn't want to listen course, to something where yeah. they go like, oh, I feel at home. This right. feels right, yeah. and this album feels right. I agree, John. I agree with you. We yeah. should we should also uh, you know give compliments to um, to Brian Slagle. Um, he is the the guy who runs Metal Blade, and he has stood by these guys as they turn over lead singers. And a lot of times, you know, record labels get a little skittish with sure. putting out records when yeah. that happens. And and he stood stood by them, and he's supported them, and obviously put money behind them. It's awesome to see, and uh, you know, I'm really happy for Keith because it, it's obvious that he's been in the scene in Boston for a long time. Well, guess what? He's going to be able to go see, you know, the the world a little bit more and get out with a, a band that's established and and growing. Yeah, it's crazy. It's not easy for a singer to come in and fill shoes, right? and uh, this guy nailed it. Bennett nailed it. He does yeah. just a crusher job on this, no doubt. Favorite tracks? Let's talk about it. Jeez, My, where do we start? Right off the rip from the rafters. Now, maybe it's because it was the first track I heard. I don't think that's the case, though, because I've listened to this album, I don't know, 20 times over the week, and it always jumps out at me. It's great guitar work, super high energy, pounding. You know I'm not a lyric guy. You know it. But the drums it is a, are killer. It is killer. a powerful message, yeah. and you sons of bitches are going to force me to start reading lyrics and and I will forever hate you for that but I love that song. I sat in here today working. That song came on and you sang the whole damn thing. <laughs> it's a great song. They're great lyrics. So yeah, that is my top standout. I love Premature Evisceration and Armageddon is the answer is a great track too. I particularly love the back half of that song. The cannon shot snare, yeah, like the hair standing up on on my arms right now. I love it so much. Can't say enough good <laughs> things about these guys. I'm just so excited to hear another record that I haven't been this worked up about a record in a while. So again, yeah, for kudos me, kudos to you. For stop being it. condescending. I, no condescending this time. I generally cannot stand either one of you fuckers. <laughs> this time, it's totally genuine. I I don't even know where to begin for favorite song. I don't. Uh, end me in unholy water. Armageddon is the answer. I love behead the king. Crawl forth the cowards was unbelievable song. There was one song on this entire album 
that I didn't particularly care for. Didn't Nobody mean cares. I didn't like it. Nobody cares what you didn't, didn't like. Didn't care for it. But what a compliment out of all those songs. One, I wasn't a fan of. Right. That's yeah. pretty damn amazing. Uh, these guys are good. I'm glad Derek found it. I'm a fan. The one that stuck out to me, you know, which of these uh, tracks is not like the other? An Iron Age for me. Uh, Reaper. It was a little slower, a little calmer than some of the others. It was a little creepy sounding. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. All, yeah. And again, only positive things to say about it. Um, it was just, I thought, oh, nice. A little chance to breathe. Right. You know, let the heart rate come down a little bit before uh I like the arrangement in that song. It was just a little, I love the arrangement. Some parts of the song were, were a little off for me, but but I liked it overall. Mm-hmm. I mean, Broken Hands of God, um, I heard some black metal in there ever so slightly, which was a, a change and it was a welcome change. Um, but it was interesting because there's was, there was interesting harmonies and some classic hardcore riffs mixed oh, in there yeah. with the black metal. So that that was an interesting track that kind of didn't stand out. And also, uh, Oh Great Destroyer, um, starting off with a guitar solo. Yeah. I always like songs that just get right into the meat. You know, finger tapping. Awesome. Love that. I, I love when Megadeth does it, and uh, it was cool to see that here. No bad songs on this fucking record. There really was Which is frustrating. There, there isn't. There was one, like I said, not a huge fan, but I could certainly listen to it. Let me tell you what my You already problem... talked about this, Dave. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck, man? Let me tell I got, you. I, listen, I'm fucking excited. I really like the album. I'll this tell you what my album. problem with this record is. <laughs> my problem with this record is that it's so good that the attitude in here is far too positive today. <laughs> I look forward all all week long to coming in and, you know, the three of us shitting on each other. And it just, it isn't there because we're all really worked up about this album. I was dying to talk to you about this all week. I was biting my tongue. Should I pour some Hawaiian volcanic water over Dave's head and piss him (laughs) off? Yes. And to our listener, it's true. We are that snobbish that we only drink Hawaiian volcanic water (laughs) in the STR studios. Derek, what type of... Uh, we will put a call out to uh, y- y- uh, y- Ikea? Ikea. Y- Ikea. We are 100% open to your sponsorship dollars as well. We'll tag them, yeah. Derek, where's this band at as far as opening up for other bands? What type of venues do they play? They just finished a small tour through New England. I don't know what they're doing after that, but... Um, they, Based they, on your knowledge of the band, like what are they playing? Like thousand cap rooms? Yeah, they they're, they play small venues. Okay. Has anybody okay. taken them out or have they gotten that break yet? The, They've, they've gone out on tours yeah. in the past, and I'm assuming that this record, they will get some support. They did open up for Killswitch Engage earlier in uh, June. That's good. Um, they took yeah. Tree out on a small tour, so Tree uh, is local. Tree. tree. We'll, we'll have to tag Tree. Love Tree. If you don't know who Tree is, they are Boston legends. Check them out. Uh, we have actually done a listening to post on them in the we past, have. and they are following us, and we love them. But uh, yeah, they went out with Tree and went around New England. Um, but I would assume that this album will will get them on some support. It looks yeah, as I hope it does. We are uh, tracking this podcast on July fourteenth, twenty twenty three, and it looks like they will be the only show I can find upcoming right now is at the Paradise Rock Club in Boston. So. September 28th, if you happen to be in uh, the Boston area, for the love of God. Fun fact about the Paradise, and I hope that they've changed this, is there's these giant pillars in the middle of the pit. I mean, I've seen people get clocked into that, clotheslined into it. It just is the stupidest thing. So hopefully the Paradise, if you're listening, which you probably are not, take your pillars out. And if the whole building crumbles in, then rebuild it. But those pillars need to go. Of course (laughs) they're listening. This was great. This was a great, great, great album. I really enjoyed it, and I hope these guys. I hope it takes these guys. Uh, you know, I hope they, I hope they get some really good press out of it. I honestly do. 
I hope they do too. Again, maybe they don't need us talking about it, but it, it's a great record. They deserve to be on bigger stages and in front of more people. Yeah. Said that about a few bands before, and yeah, these three guys are no exception. Deep. They're in their stripes now. Maybe. I, yeah. Well, and a fun story about Mike is when he is home, he is a fan. And so before I left to move down here to Florida, I went and saw Iron Maiden and Ghost. And we're tailgating, and there's Mike D hanging out. You know, with his boys in the tailgating outside How cool of, is that, I think huh? what is what is it, Comcast yeah. Center, Tweeters, yeah, whatever the hell they're calling it these days. And he walked in with us and had a chat, would chat with anybody and everybody. And again, metal fans in New England know who he is because mm-hmm. of Overcast and Killswitch Engage, and he just hangs out. He's that's a, fan. a great story. And now that I even know that I'm rooting for these guys more. I love the yeah. uh, the the Boston music scene it's such a tight it seems Mm -hmm. i've not spent any time there it seems like it's such a dense and just like crammed in group of 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 music such a variety of music music lovers lots of different styles Mm -hmm. well you i mean you were there for forever 16 years yeah Yeah. i booked i booked the um uh, salem elks club did up and coming bands and always tried to get on earth um got a chance to do some uh, bill's bar booking and and bring in bands there it is fun it is cool and you know it doesn't really end it it goes from maine and it goes all the way down through connecticut and the New York guys bleed over. I remember Madball would come up all the time and do mm-hmm. hardcore shows. And back in the day, and Jamie uh, Jamie Josta from Hatebreed yeah, would come yeah. up from Connecticut and hang out. Um, but the the whole scene is it is a very positive thing. I will tell you that out of the shows that I've gone to around the the country, you go down in the pit there, there are hands picking you the fuck up. Mm-hmm. And and that is the greatest thing. I mean, I remember being in a really violent pit up in Montreal for Pantera and Typo Negative, and it was fucking violent, and people were getting clocked, and they were staying down, and it was hard. Jeez. And that does not happen in Boston. That does not happen in you get Wor- lifted up at the Worcester Palladium. It doesn't happen, you know, down in uh, Rhode Island. They're there to pick you up. That's and, awesome. and it's a cool it's scene. A cool, it's cool stuff. Well, let's talk numbers. I got a pretty sneaking suspicion. I know what these are going to come out <laughs> as, but I am uh, I'm anxious to hear. Dave, what do you uh, what do you? Phenomenal album. Absolutely loved it. Production quality was great. Bennett was on fire. I, I love the performance quality. Oh, man, this is it's a nine for me. I, I, it's a it's a solid nine. Nice. I, I almost could inch more. Yeah. Honestly. This was a great album. I feel the same on yeah. all counts. I'm giving it a hard nine. Uh, yeah. I'm super, super thrilled with the production quality. I love the feel of the record, the feel that the production gives the record. Again, hats off to Chris Rossetti. Did an amazing job. Great players. Pete and uh, and Chris's guitar work is insane. Yeah. Mike's bass tones are top notch. His playing matches. Colin is a great drummer. And again, we'll say it, Keith, just fucking knockout performance on this record. Amazing. Hard nine all day long. You said it. If you can combine um, gang vocals, killer riffs with harmonies and and sing-along songs and make it work, you're doing something right. So I, I gave it an eight and a half. And uh, I'm thrilled that uh, that these guys are have put out such a great record. You're up next, David. I am. And will you be sharing with us what you've got in mind? Well, you guys like Drake? <laughs> <laughs> Only if it's you know the stuff he did when he was in a wheelchair on that TV show. Okay, you ready? The band is called Currents to Death We Seek. 
excellent choice. Yeah, it's an interesting choice because I think I sent that to to Did John. You really? and said yeah. that this is I've something that you are going to all like. Week. Yeah, great record. Yeah, you're going to love it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I guess I can't say that because <laughs> we're not we're not talking about that record. Yeah. Yet. Good. Oh guys, again, this is disappointing. Not not a whole lot of beating up on well, let, on each other. That's let's, disappointing. Let's do this for a second. Let's imagine Dave naked on an island because we did our little short earlier yep. podcast quickie. So weird. Naked. Naked on an island. And how do you think he would survive with just records and that's it? How do you think he would survive? How many records? He's got three records. The three records oh, that he only picked. the three. Well, how would he survive? Well, let's see. You're not going to get to build much shelter out of just three records, yep. particularly if they're CDs and not vinyl. You'd um, be surprised because I'm a beach guy. I'm, I'm an island guy. I would survive. I could fish. How? I can hunt, fish. What are you going to do? Are you going to shave down? Uh, I'll shave uh, down a stick and put some. Yeah. So I you're going to take your chest hair and string them into line to go fishing with? <laughs> I don't with, have much chest hair, though. And then use like your 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 Italian pubic hair to make a hook <laughs> and then go fishing. I mean, you're you're fucking gross, I bet man. you I could last a lot longer than you could. Look at me. I'm as white as a ghost, of course. Well, listen, I think you'd die pretty quick. <laughs> You'd be surprised. No faith in you. <laughs> On that note, this has been a treat. Have a lovely. Thank you. Thank you, John. See ya. Hate you, Dave.